Hey guys, you are listening to the Champions League show here, simulcasting on Locker Room on the Soccer Gambling Podcast Network. The Champions League show is brought to you by BetQL. BetQL is your home for the info you need to make yourself a smarter, better. NBA, college basketball and the NHL, they have got you covered. Just go to BetQL.com and use the promo code SGP30. That's BetQL.com and the promo code SGP30 for 30% off. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is the home for avid sports bettors, providing insights, analysis, and free betting picks. Better Than Vegas, it's like YouTube for sports betting. Make sure to subscribe to our page so you never miss a pick. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. And finally, we'll support you by Better Edge. Better Edge is your home for no VRG betting. That's right, no VRG betting that's legal in 40 states. Sign up at betteredge.com and use the promo code SGP30 for a free $10 bet. That's B-E-T-T-O-R edge.com and the promo code SGP. So we are looking at the first leg games here today in the Champions League. Before I do that, let me just uh, put this out on Twitter, the Twitter notification to say that we are live right now here on Locker Room. Um, it's connected to my old lock betting account. I don't actually understand why it continues to, to do that. So perhaps sometimes that's why you guys missed the first couple of minutes of the shows, which is the ad reads. But obviously it's still beneficial for those listening on the podcast that we still get those reads in. But yeah, I think that's all uh, that's all set up now so we can begin talking about the, the Champions League here for today. Um, the first legs last week were, were very, very strange because it does seem like a few of the ties have been put to bed. It's very difficult to see Sevilla coming back from a 3-2 home defeat against Dortmund. Likewise, it's extremely difficult to see Barcelona turning around a 4-1 deficit against PSG. So going into those second legs, it does look like we will be seeing two Spanish teams out of the competition already. The interesting thing going into this round is that I lean somewhat towards there being no Spanish representation in the quarterfinal stages. It's it's very difficult to, to make a case for Atletico Madrid, really, in these circumstances. I know Chelsea are not playing particularly, you know, particularly brilliantly. I know Tuchel's come in and he's been undefeated, but they're not setting the world on fire in, in attack. But at the same time, Atletico Madrid... I think will be completely sidetracked by the fact that they are beginning to drop points in La Liga. They're allowing Real Madrid to catch up. They're now only three points clear and Real Madrid have, uh, and with just one game in hand remaining, sorry, and that was a much wider gap prior to that. So perhaps their, their focus is on this champion, is on the um, La Liga and not the Champions League. And they lose the game at home at the Wanda, which is a massive home field advantage for Atletico Madrid and playing on a neutral ground tomorrow. They don't have that. So, that's really my big take here. We could be losing all Spanish representation before the quarterfinal stage, which is incredible because they got four teams through to this stage. My other big takeaway will be to see Manchester City and Bayern Munich because Bayern Munich won this competition last season and they look like the best team in the group stages. But this is a City team that only conceded one goal in Champions League qualifying. They've also got 15 clean sheets from 25 Premier League games. And that has always been their Achilles heel. Defensively, that's the reason that they won't win the champ that they wouldn't win the Champions League in previous years. That's why I've always picked against them. But if you've resolved that issue and you've sorted out your Achilles heel and you still have a prominent attack, 
then you're going to be more dangerous than you've ever been. I think the stars are really aligning here because not only have City sorted out their problems, other teams around them are either very, very poor, having their own problems or facing transitional seasons. If you look at Liverpool at the moment, they are plagued with defensive injuries. They look like a mess. Paris Saint-Germain, yes, they thrashed Barcelona, but how inconsistent do they look? They haven't even wrapped up their own league. The advantage they always have every year in the Champions League is that they don't have to think about the French League title. They usually have it wrapped up around about March, April time, and they can fully concentrate on the later stages if they're there. They don't have that luxury this year. They're four points behind Lille in this title race, sitting in third. With two-thirds of the season gone. So they don't have that luxury either this season. Um, Juventus, they look like they're in a transitional season. I would say the same for Chelsea, because two shields just come in. As I said earlier, I don't give much hope to the Spanish teams. And Bayern Munich, I, I can't make a case for a team who've played 22 games in the Bundesliga, which they league they should win easily and have already shipped 31 goals. They look a mess at the back. And um, I just cannot see them winning the Champions League again this season and retaining it, which is difficult enough to do when you are playing well. When, but when this team are defending as, as poorly as they are, it's almost impossible to, for me to make a case from. Yet the bookies still had them as favourites up until last week. And I'm not sure what it was that, that made him change. Perhaps it was that performance against Armelia Bielefeld or whatnot, but we did see a slight shift in the market. But it's so marginal. It's um, Bayern Munich going from 11-4 to 7-2 to to and Manchester City holding their 3-1 to price. And with that shift, we see slight favouritism now for City across the board. But it's very, very minuscule. And um, I personally... Can, can come on here and say I don't fancy Bayern Munich and I don't think that they'll win the competition and I don't think they should be second favourites but then you look through the rest of the field and it really does make my case for me where I'm talking about how everything seems to be aligned for Manchester City because I, I have no second favourite somehow I'm arriving at City in every single scenario, manager, um, e- the, the, the ease of the, of the way that they're winning the EPL in terms of the possibility of not having to concentrate on their league season, possibly come mid-April if things continue to go this way, um, defensively. Attack-wise, obviously, when you've got De Bruyne coming back to fitness and he's an assist machine and, and Sergio Aguero has barely kicked the ball because he had injuries and then he had COVID. If he comes back at 75% of what he was, then this team are fully, fully equipped to win the Champions League. So it's difficult for me to find a number two. Lots of stuff can change. Lots of stuff can click into gear. A team can suddenly go on a a huge run. Look, we've just seen it in the NFL. Tampa Bay didn't look like throughout the whole season that they were going to win. They were going to win the Super Bowl. And then they go on a four-game run in the postseason and then they end up winning the Super Bowl and everything just clicks for them. The defense started playing at a higher level. Tom Brady, who was, you know, good against the poor teams, but but fared badly against the great teams in the league. Everybody who had a winning record was pretty much beating Tampa Bay in the regular season. And then all of a sudden, everything clicked in the postseason. And perhaps when we get to the quarterfinal stage here, we may see something click for a for a Juve or, or a Chelsea or Atletico Madrid just defensively managed to, to shut teams out completely. Perhaps Liverpool may be able to advance through to the quarters or the semis and, and Van Dijk may come back. And we just don't know. But at the moment, for me, it looks like a clear-cut 
decision to, to play Manchester City here in the outright markets um, at, at the moment, as I said, and I keep stressing at the moment because football is changing fast under these current circumstances. And um, even, even, even before the season is out, we could see fans re-entering, re-entering the stadiums and we're talking about 2,000 to 10,000 capacities possibly and that could make a significant difference to some teams at least anyway. Moving on to these games, let's begin here with Atletico Madrid versus Chelsea today. Atletico Madrid are the 17 to 10 favourites here. It's 2 to 1 on the draw and it's 9 to 5 here on Chelsea. So shady, shaded favourites there by, by a pound on the, on the market. So this is really a pick and pick and contest. In the outright markets, the bookies have got Chelsea as slight favourites to qualify here from this tie. Overall, they're available at four to five, whereas Atletico Madrid are available at evens. I would agree with that for all of the circumstances that I already laid out previously in terms of this tie. Chelsea are playing better. They're unbeatable under Tuchel, despite the fact they're not scoring goals. They're not conceding too many either. They have only conceded so far two goals under this manager. So that shows some solid consistency at the back. And of course, as I said, they are unbeaten. Atletico Madrid are really slipping up in the league now. They've only got one win in the last four. And whereas if they'd won those games, they'd be coming into this coming into this tie, double figures clear of Real Madrid with a game in hand. And they could really be looking at the La Liga title and thinking we've done that it would take a miracle at this juncture to to blow it well the miracle is already kicking in but it's happening against you because you are one to 50 favorites with Real Madrid out at 12 to 1 to win this league we're now looking at a three-point gap with Athletic having one game in hand for me they really do need to uh they, they really do need to focus on La Liga because it, it would be such a shame for everything Simeone's done at this club and for all the success that he's bought and all the consistency he's, he's delivered in terms of making Champions League after Champions League after Champions League every year it's solidifying them as a top three team in Spain. It would be very, very, it would be very, very, um, what am I trying to say here? <clears throat> It would be such a shame to see the, um, his, his legacy tarnished by the fact that he blew a massive, massive league in La Liga and was pipped by either a very, very average Real Madrid team or a very, very average Barcelona team. This was the year for Simeone and Atletico to take it. And so far, they've done exactly that other than the last four games. But the problem is over the last four games, Real Madrid have developed a, a winning run without looking particularly good. Without looking particularly good. They have just... They have just done what they've needed to do and Atletico haven't done what they needed to do and that is the problem here. So coming into this tie, huge, huge distractions, I feel. I don't feel Chelsea have the same distractions at all. They're looking at, um, they've already written off the Premier League title so that takes all the pressure off them and they're looking at just finishing inside the top four. Well, they could easily finish above Leicester. I don't think they'll finish above Manchester United but if they don't finish in the top three, they have the comfort of finishing fourth and the only way they don't finish fourth is if they very, very out of form Liverpool team find some form or West Ham find some unbelievable or maintain because I have already got it maintain this consistency and end up staying in the top and it's unlikely with all due respect that West Ham are going to maintain what they're doing at the moment and I think Liverpool it's very very hard to just see them reeling off results I mean 
there's been loads and loads of bounce back spots where betters would just dive on Liverpool off the back of losses. Once they lost one home game, you would think, oh, we'll take them in the next home game. They didn't. They didn't turn up for the game against Brighton off the back of losing against Burnley. Perhaps it was the, the small teams that sit in that were causing them a problem. Okay, you're going to go into a free-throwing football match against Manchester City. Manchester City beat them. The Goodison, the, um, the, the Merseyside derby against Everton. Everton weren't coming into this in a good run of form. Had back-to-back defeats going in. Liverpool would just beat RB Leipzig. Surely that's tailor-made. That's a bounce-back spot. No, they end up losing the Merseyside derby. Somehow, one of the most um, important rivalry games in football, they couldn't get up for it. So... Well, they could get up for it, but their personnel couldn't deliver. That The form was so bad. The mindset was so bad. Liverpool couldn't turn that into a win. They, in fact, they weren't even close to winning that game. They didn't play well against Everton at all. So I, I, I would say Chelsea will be very, very comfortable in here and putting all their eggs into the Champions League basket and seeing what they can do. As for today's game, personally, looking at it as a one-off, I think this is going to be a tight, tight first leg. Much like I said last week for, for Liverpool versus Leipzig, when you're playing at a neutral field, no one really has a home advantage here. So I think both teams would be quite happy. Well, not happy. I think obviously you're happy if you if you win the game. But I think both teams will be relatively satisfied for the tie not to be over. And if they could emerge from this as a draw. Atletico notoriously sitting deep in Europe anyway. So we know that they are going to, to sit in deep and they're going to stop Chelsea from playing. Whereas Chelsea themselves, they've been rather conservative lately. And when you're coming up against a team like Atletico, you're probably (coughs) um, the best team that Thomas Tuchel has faced so far since he's taken over at at Chelsea. I think you may see a a sitting approach from Chelsea as well. At the same time, Atletico Madrid have dropped in the league because they, they haven't been free scoring as of late, free scoring enough for a team who are trying to win the league. And Chelsea, despite the fact that they've had seven matches under under Tuchel so far and remained unbeaten. They haven't been lighting up in the goals tally either. Uh, six of Chelsea's seven matches under Tuchel, in fact, have featured fewer than three goals. Atletico Madrid's last four Champions League games have produced six goals, with none of them going over 2.5. And uh, Atletico Madrid have drawn three of their last four Champions League games, with uh, two of them ending 1-1. And I think that would be the kind of result that I would be looking at here. That is currently available at six to one as an individual scoreline but if you want to be super conservative and I think this is a play that will cash for you relatively easily uh, take the under 2.5 goals here it's available at four to six minus 150 but I also like Chelsea to to win this tie overall and you can find that at the moment at four to five Moving on to the, the second tie here for today. J- just, just one thing to, to note. These legs don't get played for, these second legs don't get played for two weeks. Next week, we'll see the conclusion of the ties that was, that was started last week. So it's very, very oddly done. I thought they would change something, um, for, for this season where obviously you're trying to get in as many games as you possibly can, but that hasn't been the case. They, ha- they haven't done that. They have just decided to keep the usual Champions League format. Obviously, they're desperate to get this uh, get this all finished in time for Euro 2021 and we have had some announcements around Europe this week um, from the governments that there are plans in place for a full reopening of, of countries come uh, May, the, May the 21st I believe but I mean 
it doesn't matter if I've nailed that date on bang on or not. It's probably not going to happen because we've had these false promises for, for such a long time in terms of reopening this and stage one, two, three, four, all this COVID bullshit. Um, we, we've had all of these plans before and had any of those plans come to fruition, then we would have actually had a hey, Christmas or a summer and, and, and things like that. And, and now all hopes hinges on the, all hopes hinge on these vaccines and whatnot. I, I just, it's just better. I don't even touch the subject of, of COVID. It, it is what it is. And uh, the governments have handled it badly. And more damage, more significant damage is being done for psychologically and financially to people um, just sitting in and doing nothing. And um, and I think that is the bigger picture that, that, that they're not really taking into consideration. But obviously, that's been my consistent views on this since we moved past the original lockdown, which was supposed to be closing down for six weeks in from April till June, if you remember, and um, and and then coming through it like that. But obviously, that was that was not the case at all because we're now looking at the following years, June, June twenty twenty one, before we see the. Um, you see some kind of normality. Uh, moving on to the next game here, we've got Lazio versus Bayern Munich, where Lazio are available here as four to one underdogs. It's three to one on the draw, and it's four to six on Bayern Munich. I completely disagree with this price. Bayern Munich might win this game. They might do. But given their recent form, why would you take them here at four to six to win this game? I think the the more the more intelligent play would be to to look at the two teams, look at the statistical data, look how Bayern Munich have conceded so regularly here, and um, and possibly lean towards taking goals, even though it is a first leg. Lazio have scored in each of the twenty seven in, in each of their last twenty seven consecutive games and haven't failed to score at home since July twenty twenty. Uh, Bayern Munich saw both teams score in four of their six Champions League group stage games, but Bayern Munich coming to this un beaten in 17 Champions League games, winning 16 of them. And that's why they are the current reigning Champions League holders. However, obviously, this is the team playing very differently at the moment. They come out of the winter break very, very cold. Yes, they've won the club world championship. And yes, they are still staying top of the German league. And yes, they've won five out of the last six. When you're looking at this and you look at the, the data as a whole, you'll just think to yourself, what are you talking about, idiot? They, they, they're still winning games. They're still doing what they need to do. I'm looking at it as, as someone who's who watches a, a lot of football and looks at the way that this team are playing and, and, the, and the type of teams that they're playing in the German league. If you're, if you're being caused problems in the club world championship, when you're playing teams from Saudi and Mexico and you're coming home and you're scraping past Armenia Bielefeld. Something is not right with you. Something is not right when you're looking at this team that breezed through their league last season, winning the treble, and then obviously breezed through the Champions League until, of course, they got to the final. Obviously, they smashed Barcelona en route. Um, they they smashed Leon as well in in the in the semi, and then of course they 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 dominated large parts of that game against Paris Saint Germain. But obviously you cannot call one nil a one nil a convincing at all. That was a very much a a surprising tactical chess battle between Bayern Munich and PSG last season in a final where people were putting their mortgages on over two point five at least. Every clown on Twitter was was hammering BTTS and 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 the overs in that one going as high as over three point five. I didn't see it going that high, but I, I hold my hands up and say I didn't see it being a, a one nil either. But that that's what it was, and it was a very strange to see Bayern in that kind of game. And maybe the Champions League does bring that out in them, where 
they do really take it seriously and and there is no complacency and and you know they look at what's in front of them and it's a get and they take it on a game by game basis certainly that would be what you what you could take away from the qualifying process where they were very very dominant in their group but for me here looking at this Lazio team Lazio can't be taken lightly they have won 8 of their 10 games in all competitions and they went unbeaten in the first Champions League groups that in their first, and they went unbeaten in their first Champions League group campaign since 2017. So, uh, since 2007, sorry. But in saying that, four of their six group games ended square, and um, the most dangerous opponents in that group were actually Bayern's rivals in Germany, Borussia Dortmund. But I, I am going to take Lazio here to avoid a defeat here. I think Lazio on the double chance does provide you with a good pick here at plus money at 11 to 10. And I also like there to be goals in this game. So in this occasion, I would be looking at the BTTS here in this one. It's obviously not going to be available at amazing odds, but you can get it at four to six here. Same as the last game when we looked at the selection of taking the under on, on the other game. I think if you're looking at watching one of these in fact that price is gone it's not four to six it's four to seven now i think if you're looking at watching one of these games today i would certainly lean towards watching this one if you're looking to be entertained um if you want more value on that both teams to score you can tack on over 2.5 goals and you can get it to 10 to 11 so over 2.5 goals and both teams to score 10 to 11 both teams to score by itself four to seven and lazio to avoid a defeat here on the double chance or, or plus 0.5 as some people bet it on the asian lines that's available at 11 to 10. Ultimately, I do think Bayern will go through. But again, when you're looking at qualification odds here, they're available at 1 to 9. I don't know who would be taking Bayern Munich here at 1 to 9 unless you were some kind of investment banker or something. But um, but yeah, I just... Um, I, I don't see this being a breeze for Bayern today where they take we take care of everything here in the first leg. Lazio are respectable, otherwise they wouldn't even wouldn't even be in this stage of the competition. And I think Juve, Juve last week are a team you can look at who who learned that the hard way because I think they looked at Porto as an easy draw. There are no easy games here in the Champions. It sounds so cliche. I sound like um like I'm being Mr. Mr. Conservative sports broadcaster by saying it going, oh, there are no easy games in the Champions League. Everybody gives it 110%. But it's true. Like, you don't get to the last six. Everybody here won their league or they came in the top three or four of one of the top of the one of the top leagues in Europe. That's that's how the coefficiency works where uh, the top leagues get more teams. So Everybody here is decent, though. So there's no there's no going to to Lazio and just steamrolling them. In the same way, even when you when we come to the City game, there's no going to Borussia Mönchengladbach and steamrolling them. Gladbach wouldn't be here if they were if they could easily be steamrolled. We're looking at the potential winners of Serie A, Inter Milan, sitting on their ass this week and not being in a competition because they couldn't get through a group that Borussia Mönchengladbach got through in. So they are the facts of the situation. The team that won that group that I just mentioned, surprisingly, were Real Madrid. Uh, Real Madrid, they play tomorrow away to Atalanta and they are the 7-4 underdogs. It's 6-4 to draw and it's 13-5 on Atalanta. My clients already have Atalanta to qualify in this tie and we certainly didn't get it at the 13 to 10 or 6 to 4 best price that's available now. So we got this um, a few days ago prior to the injuries and it wasn't solely on the basis of knowing this injury news. Yes, I knew that 
Ramos was out and Benzema was out of of, of the team. Uh, and obviously more players and more injuries have come to public knowledge today. And uh, I don't know whether this was public money uh, making the books adjust as to why Atalanta have moved into between five to four and six to four to qualify. And... Um, and six to four here to win this game. But obviously, it is a common sense play. When you see a team plagued with these injuries, uh, you do tend to go against them. But even prior to that, even if they had had Benzema, even if they had Ramos, this is an Atlanta team that can take this Real Madrid team apart. Looking at the way they got through the group stages, um, which included two losses to Shakhtar Donetsk, I've not been convinced by Real Madrid at all. I've been looking to, to fade all of these Spanish teams other than Atletico Madrid at this stage of, of the competition. Obviously, Sevilla, um, they were coming up against a Borussia Dortmund team that were playing pretty poorly going into the Champions League and just had um, a change of manager this season as well. So that was a spot where Sevilla were riding a nine-match win streak and perhaps they could have got through that given their Europa League pedigree. Even they didn't win. So we looked at Barcelona against PSG. They, they got ripped apart by a PSG team who are not playing well at the moment. So when you're looking at Real Madrid coming into this game and, and what happened to Barca and Sevilla last week, and obviously the Athletic Madrid we talked about with them being, them being uh, having their focus divided by looking at the, um, the league as a priority and, of course, playing a home game at neutral, in a neutral territory, that, that was the reasoning behind them. But here... We're just looking at a team in Atalanta who can attack and rip you to pieces. And there's no real, there's no real other way of looking at this. Uh, when you're looking at the way that Atalanta attack and you're looking at what they did last season and you're looking at the way that they play up to bigger teams in Italy, this is a really, really dangerous game. Now, I think that Atalanta in a false league position and they will have to go on a little bit of a run towards the end of the season to get back into the Champions League. But on their day... They can beat and tear apart anybody. This is also a team that have lost just one of their last 20 games in all competitions, although they are drawing more than they should. Real Madrid are without Karim Benzema, Hazard and Ramos that we know. Marcelo is now out as well. And as I mentioned, Real Madrid lost both home and away to Shakhtar Donetsk in the group stages. And uh, and yeah, look, as I said, this is a free scoring team. Um, Real Madrid now are in a situation where I think... I'm guessing this, Mariano, Vincis Jr. and Essential are going to be the forward line, according to what I've looked up today. Um, looking, Doing my research, I can see that this trio have six goals between them in 68 combined appearances this season. That's going to be the front three that counteracts this Atlanta team who are coming off a 4-2 win against Napoli at the weekend. So they are... Um, they they they're going to be they're going to be a dangerous team today and I think this obviously is I, I put a bet out. I saw a massive special at Paddy Power where it was six to one for all the La Liga teams to not make it through to the quarterfinals. I think this could be the most dangerous one because I don't know who Real Madrid are going to have back for the second leg. Plus, obviously. Knowing that you're missing that many attacking players, you may set out tactically today to stifle your opponents. And I'm not sure 
um, Atalanta will be expecting to come up against a Real Madrid wall. But if needs must, Zinazine Zidane is a Real Madrid manager who, who isn't susceptible to criticism from a very, very fickle fan base. Zinazine Zidane seems to escape it when he sets out negative tactics. That's how he's been able to win the Champions League three times because there has been occasions where there has been a white bus sitting back and not letting you play. A few years ago, uh, Real Madrid and Manchester City played out two legs of football where Real Madrid won 1-0 on aggregate. And if you're not parking the bus for one of those games, you're not getting a 1-0 over two legs against Manchester City. But Zidane knows how to do it. And I think that would be the main danger if he drills these players into a into a tactical situation where they are sitting in deep, making themselves difficult to break down with a white wall. It won't be what Atalanta expect and that could leave them susceptible to having the game stolen from them. I mean, Atalanta have lost the worst teams in Real Madrid. I just think that... Um, this Atalanta team are more dangerous than that than Real Madrid, and I'm not sure that they have the personnel to build a white wall and to keep this team out. But obviously, there is a possibility that that tactic may ensue. That's why we're not really looking here at overs and BTTS and all this kind of stuff that we'd be usually looking at the Atalanta games. I think that Real Madrid will take a logical approach. We looked at that front three. We've seen the lack of goals that they have amongst them, and it would make sense for Zinedine Zidane to look at this game and say, yeah, let's put up the white wall. Let's try and hit on the break. Let's try not to get beat. Let's try and keep this game wide open for the Bernabeu where we may get some players back. Oh, sorry, it's not going to be uh, at the Bernabeu. They're still playing the games at the training ground. But but yeah, I think that could be the, the approach here. So my, my simple play is just going to be on Atalanta to qualify from the tie. Um, I can't find too much else that I, I want to play here. Um, if Atalanta win the game on the money line, that's great. That's great for us for them to win the tie outright. It will mean Real Madrid have to come out and play and uh, Atalanta are more than capable of exploiting any gaps that may be potentially left by Real Madrid coming forward and trying to score goals. So I think we're very happy if Atalanta win in the 90 minute markets today if we're taking them here as an underdog to qualify from this tie. Currently available at the best price of 6-4. to four. Last game we're going to look at here is Manchester City versus Gladbach. And seeing as we picked City or I picked City to win this tournament, you probably um, have guessed that I think they'll qualify from this tie. You're not, get, get, not going to get any value on that because they are available here at 1-20 to 20 to do so. I think that's massively disrespectful to Borussia Mönchengladbach because, as I said, they have managed to get here. Unfortunately, they are suffering a dip of form. This is a team that earlier on in, in, the, uh, in the year coming, off the, coming into uh, 2020, 21 did beat Bayern Munich and Dortmund at home but since then they have had a dip in form they've only won two of the last six losing back-to-back games coming into this and if you're losing at home to Mons then that doesn't put you in good shape to beat a Manchester City team who are free scoring and not conceding many goals City have won eight won their last 18 in all competitions winning by two goals and more 14 of those games Manchester City have scored exactly three goals in four of their six Champions League group stage matches and Borussia Gladbach have scored in 13 of, of their last 14 competitive matches. So they will be looking to, to put one past City here. And um, I have no doubt that they will be able to score, despite the fact that City have been so consistent at the back. I do think Gladbach are going to be able to find a net here in this one. But I think City will be looking to end this in the first leg. Concentrate on the EPL. 
try and get that wrapped up and then look towards the Champions League quarterfinals where this competition will become a lot more difficult for them. But for here, I'm going to take Manchester City to win this game in the 90 minutes. I am going to tackle on over 2.5 goals. Um, I do believe that both teams will score and you can take that for a little bit more of a, well, significantly more payout here. Manchester City and both teams to score is available at 6-4. to four, But I'm going to take Manchester City in over 2.5 at 4-6 to because I do think it's a little bit safer because it does give you that protection of Manchester City winning with a clean sheet but of course they would need to score three goals in order for you to cash this bet but I do think as I said I prefer to lean on the side to have more, more have more protection there for Manchester City because they are more than capable of beating this team 3-0 given Gladbach's form over the last two games but I prefer to look at their Champions League form and think that they'll at least give City a decent game today where but ultimately I think that only one team wins this tight and Manchester City go through to the Champions League quarterfinals so that concludes your, your Champions League show. Didn't get any calls here today. Obviously, no fans of these teams. Hopefully, we'll get something when we when we run down the second legs. Obviously, we're doing the second second leg show next Tuesday here on Locker Room, and it will be available as a podcast straight after. And then we'll be doing that the following Tuesday as well. Then I don't know what my commitments to to Locker Room are. I need to check with the guys over at the Sports Gambling Podcast to see what we're doing with Locker Room moving forward. But I will definitely be here live for the next two Tuesdays at my usual time, five p.m. UK time. Um. 12pm on the East and 9am for those guys on the West Coast. But that's it from me in this edition of the Champions League show. Don't forget to check out the EPL show and the Bundesliga show at the weekend and the fight show as well will be happening at the weekend. That's over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network as Canelo Alvarez returns to the ring. That's it from me. Good luck with all your bets as always, guys. And thanks for listening. It's finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer. Your home is more connected than ever. So when one kid is schooling the competition... Got it. The other is getting schooled. The mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. And you're streaming a webinar for work and the latest episode of your favorite show at the same time. Shh. Your Wi-Fi needs to be able to handle it. That's why Xfinity never stops working to bring you faster, more reliable Wi-Fi. So you can do it all, all at the same time. Xfinity. The future of awesome. Learn more at Xfinity.com.